Let's talk about play at work. First, I know what you're thinking, and no, I am not talking about company-sponsored forced fun. There is nothing worse than making Jane from accounting sing karaoke, or lead developer Brad feeling embarrassed to share his two truths and a lie. I'm talking about how to integrate the benefits of play into a team in a way that's natural, enjoyable, and leads to improved outcomes. By engaging with your team through play, you create a safe space for creativity, for individual expression, for freedom to try new things and to innovate. You also encourage your team to be more vulnerable. And when a team can trust each other to be vulnerable at play, it becomes even more impactful at work. If we're each able to open ourselves up and do things that we're not perfect at, in a safe environment where we can play, that opens up the opportunity later when the stakes are higher. It gives people the courage to step forward and share their thoughts, even if they're half-baked, in a way that allows a team to build off each other and innovate together. So give it a shot. After all, it is company party season. Come together as a team, engage and play, and start to enjoy the benefits in the new year. I'm Neely Adkins, and we are The Recognition. Welcome to The Recognition. My name is Neely. I'm here with Kaylee. Kaylee, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Neely? I'm just just fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is. Uh, most people know I put my Christmas lights up <laughs> on November 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the tree's been up and then lit. We were able to decorate it you know, after Thanksgiving and yeah. that kind of nonsense is over. But I'm just like full steam ahead. Okay? I love... Mm-hmm. We set the timers so that the outside lights come on before I pull into the driveway at night because I'm just one of those guys, I guess. Um, so it just brings me joy every time I turn the corner and Love see those it. lights on. Yeah. Um, I do have an, an important question for you. Okay. What's your favorite sport to play? Favorite sport to play? Yes. I love a lot of sports. Um, so honestly, it's kind of difficult, but it's it's beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. Specifically beach. I'm playing indoor right now, and I'm not good at it. It's hard. Do they put the beaches indoors? How does no, that work? Not here. That's hmm. actually my dream. Hmm. So if anyone's looking to invest in me helping create an indoor beach complex in Grand Rapids, hit me up. So it's not beach volleyball. You're on like... I'm like a gym in an court. indoor gym court right now. And it's just difficult. I don't know how to dive on a court. I only know how to dive in the sand. So it feels like an important skill to have if you're gonna Yeah, it kind of is. Do you just make other people do it or like Well, kind of like... I just I I try. I just am slower indoor, mm. but you know, I'm working on it. Okay. What's your favorite to sport know. to play? Uh I'm you know, basketball is my favorite sport. Um <laughs> that was an old rap. I'll send yeah, it to yeah. you later. Um yeah, I basketball's fun. Um basically because it's not a thing that you can necessarily like you know you can shoot hoops in the driveway or whatever but like to actually get a game going i think since leaving school has been tougher to get to so i think you know in my old age um (laughs) to be able to find a pickup game somewhere i just think is is awesome and i could probably play it for hours actually i used to be able to play it for hours that's like five ten years ago i don't even know i hope i could keep it going but you could um, do it yeah that's fun so speaking of Sports and leagues and mm-hmm. fun. Uh, we had a chance to sit down with Christy Harold, who's the founder and CEO of Jam, uh, and then also recently wrote a book, It Pays to Play, How Play Improves Business Culture. This was a fun conversation. I know you and I both have history with Jam. Uh, what was your key takeaway from our conversation with Christy? I loved the conversation with Christy. I mean, we're talking having fun at work and play at work. And I think it's something that we think about, you know, maybe once a year with international have fun at work day. But Christy's like, oh, it's got to be all year round. And I think that's so cool. Um, 
a lot of great business impact that we talked about. Um, we're talking this is going to make retention better, engagement. It's going to improve creativity and innovation, physical and mental health. Um, so she walked through in depth each of those different aspects of business and how having fun at work and incorporating play can truly affect those in a positive way, which is super cool. Um, and something that we didn't touch on that I would just love to throw out there is how many cool success stories she has from creating this sport and social club. Like we're talking, people are getting married that meet each other in these leagues. People are coming out of loneliness and depression. And I just think that's super, super cool that she's doing that for people's personal and professional lives. Yeah, I think the the power of the idea of play uh, is really interesting. And I think maybe traditionally not taken as seriously uh, an impact lever when it comes to work. It feels more of a distraction and, and a waste of time versus something that can actually add. Um, so we get a little bit into that. Uh, and then, of course, you know, as a leader, how am I supposed to do this but then still be taken seriously? Um, so, you know, a work hard, play hard. How do I incorporate some of that? So anyway, a fascinating conversation without further ado. Here is Christy Harrell. We are here with Christy Harold, who's the founder and CEO of Jam and the author of It Pays to Play, How Play Improves Business Culture. Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you guys. I I, I have so many questions. I know Kaylee is here and is excited to ask you uh, about this as well. I think we have a previous experience with Jam and then also just love the work that you're doing. But before we get into all of that, would you mind walking us through your background and what's led to where you are today? Sure. So um, I, I'm Canadian. Um, I'm a hick. I'm a hick from about, grew up in a city about four hours north of Toronto. And um, after all through all through high school, was running my own businesses, went off to university, uh, almost failed out of my business degree because I was running businesses on the side. The businesses did very well. My schooling, not so much. I had a great social life, though. Mm-hmm. After university, moved to Toronto. So I'm now like small town girl living in a lonely world. Um, trying to meet new people. And I I had heard about these adult rec sports leagues in the US. This is uh, mid 90s now. And I thought, hey, that's something I could try in Toronto. So I decided to start uh, what was originally called the Toronto Sport and Social Club in 1996. And it was like a passion project. It was something I wanted to run my own business. And I loved the idea of connecting people through play and, and meeting new people by playing sports. It would be fun for me and other people. Um, Fast forward, I intentionally kind of grew the business over 20 years as a lifestyle business. I had three kids during that time. Um, I also started producing community musical theater for adults. I don't know why. I just was passionate about playing on stage as well. Um, All sorts of play gets me excited. And then in 2016, I decided I really wanted to start growing the business. So started doing acquisitions uh, and we were acquiring other adult rec sports leagues. So I think of our sports leagues as like intramurals for people who aren't in college or university anymore. I know you and Kaylee have both played in the leagues um, in Grand Rapids, which is amazing. And then um, from 2016, I decided to really grow. So started doing these acquisitions. And that's actually how we ended up in Michigan. Um, And then in 2020, when the pandemic hit and all of a sudden we weren't allowed to connect people in real life anymore, um, we thought we were really diversified, but you we, we realized you you can't diversify against a global pandemic. That was something we'd never really thought of after 25 years in business. That was news to us. 
so we we had to survive. In order to survive, we looked at our core purpose, which is connecting people through play. And we thought, how can we do this differently? And that's when we came up with the idea of running virtual events for um, companies all over the world who now were suddenly all working from home. And we wanted to sort of keep these these teams, we wanted to help keep the culture thriving, even though we were not in the workplace anymore. And in that very first year, we produced over 1,500 events, did over a million in revenue in less than a year um, for companies all around the world. And that has since grown to be so the we we were doing initially just virtual events. Then when we were allowed to start getting in person again, we started doing in-person corporate events. And now our sports leagues are back in action and I'm back doing our acquisition. So we've got the B2C adult rec sports leagues going on in about 16 different cities now. Um, and we have the corporate team building events. And on top of that, because I'm a sucker for punishment and I don't really sit still very well, I decided to write a book during the pandemic. And so I wrote the book, It Pays to Play, How Play Improves Business Culture. And I'm doing a lot of keynote speaking and um, and now culture consulting. We're helping organizations to integrate playfulness into the workplace. So because it's the while the events, the team building events are a really important part of culture, those aren't really enough. We believe that we should be having fun with the work we do every day. And there are so many ways to do that, including how you recognize your teammates with shout outs like recognition does. Um, there are so many ways to have fun with the work we're doing, how we're running our meetings, how we're recognizing our team, um, how we're celebrating great work being done. Just there's so many different ways to have fun with the work. And so that's what we're sort of starting to consult on. So we're sort of all things play. We're all about connecting people through play, whether it's personal lives or work lives and, and how doing so can really positively impact people's personal lives and positively impact the bottom line at a company. And, um, you know, making it really improve that workplace culture, help with retention, help with creativity, help with energy and engagement and productivity, help with mental health and physical health. It's just such a powerful tool that is sadly often overlooked, but people that really care about their teams and culture, like the HR leaders that are listening to your show, understand it's important to care about the people you work with. It's important to have fun with the work you're doing. So that's what we're all about is helping more people do that. Yeah, thank you for that awesome background. And like you mentioned, I participated in some jam leagues. Neely helped start up a sport and social group here in GR back in the day. So we're all about what you're saying and totally agree. And I think it's interesting, the transition, because it's one thing to have this passion for creating play in people's personal lives, but it's such a different thing to go into the workplace. And it sounds like the pandemic was really kind of that catapult for jam. Um and you started to mention some of those areas of business impact. Can we dive into each of those, um, whether it's engagement, retention, and just those different areas that you focus on and how you drive those? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I should say, so originally when I started the organization in 1996, it was the Sport and Social Club. During the pandemic, we when because we started this corporate business of the team building, uh, it was a weird name to, to be saying, did you want to do a Sport and Social Club? team building event. So that's when we actually rebranded the corporate side to jam. And I liked the name so much. I was like, we got to just rebrand the whole, let's just, the whole business should be jam. Jam feels like you're connecting through play. You're, you're jamming, you're getting to know people and um, fostering friendships and relationships. So, and that's where 
that's where the whole, the book I've written is it's kind of all about that. It's all about fostering friendships and building community and relationships inside a workplace culture. And I, I'm a big believer that workplace is spelled wrong. There should be a Y in there. It should be spelled work, play, P-L-A-Y-C-E. That's how we should be focusing on workplace culture. A little bit of work, a little bit of play. Everyone will enjoy and be engaged. So to your question, Kaylee, um, when it comes to, let's start with retention. Retention is uh, a turnover is a, is a huge cost to any organization, especially if you're not keeping track of it. Hopefully people are measuring their, their t- turnover and retention statistics. Um, but we know, we know studies have shown that turnover is costing 50 to 150% of someone's salary. So depending on the size of your team, you know, if you've got 40, 50, 100 people on your team, you could be spending over a million dollars on turnover alone. And if you invested, um, you know, 50,000, like say 500 to $1,000 per employee on having a little more fun in the workplace, if that reduces your turnover by even one to 2%, you've, you've, basically doubled your return on investment like you're because you're going to reduce your turnover and so spending a little bit of money to have some fun and keep people retained um is really powerful and i have real life examples to back this up i mean in my company between 2020 and the end of 2021 we lost three great teammates they they made the decision to leave jam to move on for new career opportunities and more money and within six months to two years, all three of them have returned to JAM. Uh, Sandy Taylor, so I write about Sandy and Taylor in my book. Tony just came back about two months ago. Um, Sandy Taylor and Tony, they will tell you, they came back to JAM for, we couldn't pay as much as they were earning these other uh, companies that they had gone to work for, but they felt like they'd moved into these soul crushing jobs where no one cared about them as friends or as people. And that's where, when you foster friendships, when you play, you get to know each other as people, you're building relationships and it creates this sense of teamwork, this bond um, that's really incredibly powerful when it comes to retention. And and the other <laughs> the other thing that, because people wanna, people wanna enjoy the people they're working with, right? Just like when you went to school as a kid, if you didn't have friends at school, you were miserable going to school. But if you knew you had friends that you were going to play with in the classroom or play with at recess, you were excited to get to school every day. That doesn't change just because we grow up. We still want to work with people that we like as friends. And if all you ever do is talk about spreadsheets, um, you know, you're not really going to get to know each other as friends. So that's where having a little bit of fun with the work we're doing can be powerful. And then in terms of engagement, um, I mean, the statistics again are saying it's um, only 36%. This was as of 2022, Gallup polls showed 36% of our employees are actually engaged with the work we're doing, leaving 64% disengaged. And of that 64%, 13% are what, what they're calling actively disengaged. And actively disengaged means they're actually poisoning your workplace culture. These are people who are actively saying negative things about the organization, working against you, not just kicking back and not doing anything. That's the 51%. Like, that's a really scary stat. 
uh, and a really costly stat. When you think about how much, how much are you spending on salaries? If 64% of that salary cost is not actually engaged with the work you're doing, what, like what? Like that, that's like mic drop. Um, you know, we should be, that's a number we got to be paying big attention to. And we should want all of our employees feeling really engaged with the work. And so back to the idea of fostering friendships and relationships and community inside our organizations, when we have our teammates caring about each other as people, caring about each other as friends, what happens when you see a friend who's stressed out, you say, hey, you look stressed. Can I help you with something? Uh, like, I see you're really stressed. I'm not that busy. I'm kind of done the work I've got on my plate right now this week. Can I help take a load off of you somehow? If, on the other hand, people aren't friends and are, there's not that sense of team and community inside your organization, they're going to get their work done and they're going to check out. And that's disengaged, right? So it's a really power. Think about how much more productive your organization is when people are looking out for their teammates because they care about each other as friends. Um, what else? You were the uh, Some of the other powerful tools, creativity and innovation. We know that we are far more, to be creative requires a sense of vulnerability. You have to, if you're going to throw out a crazy idea that might really make an impact on your organization, you have to trust that you're not going to get laughed out of the room. And how do we build trust? Once again, we want to be friends and we want to foster a sense of community um, that that strengthens trust. And when that trust is there, when we trust our coworkers that they're not going to make fun of us or throw us under the bus, or, you know, we're far more likely to be willing to be vulnerable and throw out some crazy ideas and to work through some brainstorming sessions and that those creative ideas could be massive innovations or they could just help with productivity or they could help with customer service. We have a core value at JAM, which is we've got six core values, but one of our core values is find a better way. And we need to make sure that our teammates feel safe when they want to throw out an idea to find a better way that we're not going to go, no, 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 that could never work. Like we want to listen. We want to embrace new creative innovative ideas because that can that can really improve the organization and so again friendship and community is what will help with that and what's the easiest way to make friends with someone it's not looking at a spreadsheet it's having a little fun together having some laughs together um what else mental health physical health um loneliness right now is at epidemic proportions ironically we are far more socially connected than we've ever been with our cell phones and our social media, right? And yet loneliness, I think it's over 36% of North American adults state that they are either uh, always or often feel lonely. That's, it's so sad. And the stat is worsening. It's not improving. And loneliness has been equated to the, to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Like that's how bad it is for your actual physical health to have this mental health challenge. Further, obesity is on the rise. In the 60s, 13% of North American adults were considered obese. Today, 43%, over triple the number in, in the last 60 years. That's highly concerning. 
And what's powerful about play, Mayo Clinic, just that tiny little organization that you've you know, that highly world-renowned medical organization, the Mayo, Mayo Clinic, has done studies that have proven when we combine our exercise with social sports like basketball, badminton, tennis, soccer, it adds 20% longevity to our lives. The reason is we, we all know that exercise is going to help with our physical health. Duh. Like we all we all know that, right? Not, a, not news. What people sometimes forget is if all you do is go to the gym and lift weights and run on a treadmill, I mean, you should keep doing that. Like that's really good for your physical health, but it's not helping your mental health to the, it, it is helping your mental health, not to the same extent that combining with social sports can do. So if you can do those, have those gym workouts a number of times a week, but mix in one or two nights a week where you're playing kickball or you're playing softball or beach volleyball, basketball, whatever, either with a work team or with your own friends from university or sign up by yourself. There are adult rec sports leagues in every city across North America. You're actually doing wonders for your mental health and physical health by combining, you're adding 20% longevity to your lives by doing that. Like the science is there to back this stuff up. And so lately um, we're all pretty well aware that health and wellness has been a term that's I mean, it's it's big, right? It is a big focus for most of corporate North America. We, we're focusing on health and wellness of our employees. And so what does that mean? In most organizations, it means we're going to give out gym memberships. It means we're going to give them a, a meditation app. It means we're going to give them some yoga class coupons, or it means we're going to give them access to psychotherapy. Um, all wonderful, all really important, all really beneficial. And every one of those things is individual. What many organizations are not doing is finding ways to combine that physical, mental health, wellness benefit with a social component. And that's where some an organization like JAM or any of the other adult rec sports leagues across North America, again, every city has one, very powerful outlet. You can sign up a corporate sports team for like, I don't know, a thousand bucks, 800 bucks, $1,200 for like a 10 or 12 week season. You get 15 of your employees playing kickball together once a week. You're helping their physical health, you're helping their mental health, and you're giving them a sense of social connectivity. And it and I would say, always make it optional. It shouldn't be forced. You don't want to force fun on anyone, but what a beautiful option to provide people. And PS, you get a great marketing benefit because you throw your company name on there. Imagine if you had a recognition team playing in jam sports leagues in grand rapids and you've got everyone's wearing their recognition t-shirts so you get the social um, you're out socially connecting with your colleagues but you're also promoting the company brand and then people are like what's recognition that sounds like a fun company are they are they hiring it's like a recruiting tool right like it's there's just so many powerful um benefits to incorporating play into the workplace and um, how it helps the individual and the bottom line of the company. Because when you're, when your team are more mentally healthy and physically healthy, they're missing less days of work. Uh, uh, and so your, your attendance goes up again, engagement, productivity it improves. They feel more closely bonded with friends, retention improves. Like there's just, I could go on and on.
Thanks for joining us today. And special thanks to The Fracture and Jay Matthews for their original music. Stay tuned for more episodes coming out every week that will touch on the topics that are important to HR and people leaders like you. If you have any recommendations or feedback, or if you are looking to partner on creating a more engaging recognition program, you can contact us at podcast at And as always, thank you. Thank you.